there. We're going to hop some elbow drops. Hey. It's uh, Sean here, the beer representative for hops and elbow drops. Uh, it's Alex here, your uh, wrestling ambassador. And um, this week, the bell... For, the question is, for whom the bell tolls? For, for whom doth the bell toll? <laughs> Do not ask <laughs> for it. Okay, this is dumb. Um, who does the bell toll for this week? Um, for you, suck. you suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Uh, that's that's right. Um, the next, the headliner of this year's Hall of Fame class, possible entrant in the Royal Rumble, none other than gold medal winner Kurt Angle. Yeah. 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 Very so, exciting. Yeah, and along with this uh, this episode, mm -hmm. um, we're gonna drink a beer that doesn't suck. Correct. Uh, for whom the bell tolls, uh, a Belgian style uh, double from uh, from uh, Dominion City. It's a brewed in collaboration with Brothers Beer Bistro. So if you're in Ottawa, um, you can. They have a very very uh, good range of uh, beers that they have there. Probably one of the best selections. They get a lot of really interesting, cool stuff there. Uh, Lots of interesting uh, one-off bottles and all that kind of stuff. So if you have the chance, check it out if you're a craft beer fan. As well, they have pretty tasty food as well. And Dominion City is pumping out some pretty good, pretty good beers out across the city. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they just recently started camping too. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. It seems like the seems like he's on his last little bit, at least in connection with the WWE ever. Yeah. So if he. We don't know whether or not he will be in the Royal Rumble or wrestling at WrestleMania. We know yeah. he will be headlining the Hall of Fame class. Um, he's probably going to do some sort of appearances at the very least. Um, mm. But he's going to presumably do a physical examination. And if he passes that, then he may well wrestle. But that's up to Vince McMahon, of course. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it is going to be very, very exciting to see Kurt Angle back with the company where he made his name. Uh, as a professional wrestler, obviously, yeah. he was... Uh, you know, Olympic gold medalist. If there's any Patriots in the room. In the <laughs> American States, Patriots, yeah. yeah. Who are like, um, yeah, they would obviously know who he is. He, uh, as JR said in one of the matches, he won the Olympics. He won the Olympics. <laughs> he is the most decorated athlete in, uh, well, at the time, actually, he was the most decorated athlete in WWE history. Now, you could easily argue, I think, that Brock Lesnar is the most decorated athlete uh, with his UFC championship. I don't know if a UFC title beats an Olympic wrestling gold medal. But what about Shaq? Well, there you have it. You have a uh, four-time NBA champion, MVP, um, million-time uh, all-star, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Easily. In fact, actually, yeah, Brock Lesnar. He's a gold medalist as well. He actually absolutely is also a gold medalist in basketball. He also has a PhD. That's right. So does Xavier Woods, though. Xavier or is he there was a PhD? He's getting there. He's trying to. He's working on his PhD. So. I, I feel he's like a smart guy. Yeah, yeah, he's smart like a smart guy. Um, anyway, yes, Kurt Angle. So this week we're talking about Kurt Angle. Uh, we went back through his. We're just focusing on his WWE career at this point. Um, went back through his his all his matches, and we picked out three that we thought kind of um, were just kind of the best ones, and with his best opponents. Yeah. So. We'll probably tackle some of his storyline stuff later in, in another episode sometime, just as yeah. a Kurt Angle the person. We're going to look at Kurt Angle For sure. And if he, if, he does, if he does end up wrestling at WrestleMania, we may yet talk about some of his later stuff. 
um, his work in TNA, especially with a lot of guys that are now in WWE, your AJ Styles, your Samoa Joe, those kind of guys. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to be talking about three matches. Um, Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam 2001. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 19, I believe. And Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. And also, we're going to make a, a light, we'll start off with a light mention of his first match when he comes into it. That, yeah, that's like, I on on Raw, not on uh, not on uh, Heat because he yeah his technically his first television appearance was on uh, Sunday Night Heat in a skit which involved him uh, someone paying him money to blow his nose in the American flag or something. Well, no, he's a Jap he was like a Japanese wrestler who like was the match was to blow his nose in the in the flag, and then he forced the guy to blow. His nose. We couldn't definitely. find like, it anyway, so we yeah. haven't watched it. So the first match, though, he comes in, and not much of the match. The match was fine, and more the, uh, the the fans right away didn't like him. He was a cocky, arrogant, you know, not real wrestler. No, well, and, exactly. He was, he was set up to be a cocky heel, more or less. And, like, uh, it was obvious. He was bragging about how much he won everything and how much better he was than everybody. And it was great, though. Uh, this really sets the scene for Angle and his entire career, really. Mm -hmm. Partway through the match, he rolls out, uh, Jericho-esque style, grabs a microphone, and yells to the audience, you don't boo an Olympic gold medalist. Oh, uh, that was so good, too. So, that was like, Angle was all, already, was had really figured it out. You yeah. Know? He figured it, it just starts, it sets, sets his, his more of the personality that he continues to have throughout his career. I was right, and he, so he debuted in, it was in the Survivor Series 1999. Yeah. Which so. is, um, yeah, he really came in at the peak of the the company, more or less. That that yeah. 1999 through 2001 was the highest heights WWE and the wrestling business as a whole was ever at, really. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll go on with like the rest of uh, the matches and stuff like that. Tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So we start off at SummerSlam 2001, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kurt Angle. So we didn't realize at first, but quickly found out that we had jumped in the middle of one of the most um, Ridiculous storylines in WWE yeah. history, or complicated anyway, storylines in WWE history, where you have the invasion angle. So WWE has acquired WCW and ECW. Raw's War is happening. Yeah, well, they've they've introduced um, they introduced a lot of the stars from these shows, yeah. and they presented as an invasion. So WCW and ECW. WCW is owned by Shane McMahon. ECW is owned by Stephanie McMahon. Partnered up, they're gonna take over the WWF or WWE, whichever it was. WWF yeah, and so they're gonna throw out their dad, and they're gonna install and make WWF into WCW. And so, so this storyline basically straight up it pitted the WCW and ECW guys against the WWF guys, except that they didn't they didn't really shell out the dough for any of the like well known guys. So like your WCW guys were like Booker T, DDP, and then. I guess some ECW guys. Like, I don't even know if Ron Van Dam was there. Well, they had like the Hardys and the Dudleys and stuff like that. Well, the Hardys so, weren't ECW guys. But the Hardys were WWE guys. They were. I think they were part of the W. Maybe I mess, messed that up. But they looked yeah. like they were helping Austin. I didn't see what was going on. I mean, who knows? They were because extreme, this, though, right? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, um, so we get to this point that because WCW had no stars, like they didn't, they didn't shell up for Scott Steiner or Goldberg or you know the. The NWO, like, there's no Bret Hart, no, or, excuse me, obviously there's no Bret Hart because he's not wrestling anymore, but there's no um, Hulk Hogan, no Diesel, no, or Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, <laughs> Kevin Nash, <laughs> and Scott Hall. <laughs> Kevin Hart, the WWE. 
That'd be great. I bet he's been I, in I Paris guarantee before. you, yeah. He's I think he was he's been a guest celebrity guy on Yeah, I've actually sure. seen that, yeah. I think I have, yeah. Um Yeah, so my point basically is that uh, no sting either. Yeah. I didn't think Ric Flair wasn't wasn't even there yet. So they had like, no diesel to run the machine. <laughs> they had no sting. Yeah. To... Listen, if you're if you're trying to do WCW versus WWF and your biggest stars are Booker T and DDP, like, no shade on those guys. Those guys are great performers, but it's just not then the, what their solution for this was, uh, this was in the middle of the stone cold heel angle where he had turned heel at WrestleMania 2001, joined Vince McMahon, did sing along with Kurt Angle, hugged Vince in very awkward segments, but then Vince hugged Kurt Angle. And Austin liked that. And Austin didn't like that. He thought Kurt Angle was being set up to be a successor. Because Vince isn't supposed to hug Kurt Angle. He's only supposed to hug Stone Cold. Because <laughs> he loves him. <coughs> Man, this was weird. <laughs> but anyway, Stone Cold decides to join the WCW team. That was their solution, having no WCW stars. They're going to put their biggest star um, on WCW. And so at SummerSlam 2001, you have Kurt Angle, the WWF homegrown talent, against uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin for WCW fighting over the WWF title. Uh, we should mention this isn't even the main event. The main event of the show was The Rock versus Booker T for the WCW Championship. Uh, which is like, I don't think they can, they retired the WCW title pretty quickly, I think. This was would have probably been one of the only times it was defended in WWF. No. But, yeah, so let's let's talk about this match. It was, um, it was an interesting match. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, there was a, it was a very well fought match, especially since Angle was pretty um, young into his career. Mm -hmm. um, there, uh, this... Just the way that the match progressed throughout was quite quite well done. There's a lot of uh, so back so during the rest of the match, uh, it's just very good storytelling in the yeah. ring, and uh, you have um, Austin who wants to just bludgeon uh, Angle with a belt to rub it in his face. Yeah, that absolutely. He has the belt. Um, you have a cool, great spot where. Um, um, Stone Cold's beating up Angle outside. Angle gets the better of him. He gets the ankle lock locked in on the outside, and he drags Stone Cold by the ankle all the way from the outside into the ring. Up the stairs. Up, yeah, up the steps. It was really, really well done. Yeah. Bit. And uh, spot. Yeah. And there's a series of, I guess, well, the ankle lock goes on for quite a while. Stone Cold escapes it in many various fashions. Mm. And then um, so the ref gets involved. Stone Cold just up and punches the ref in the, the face, face with like no smiles. Yeah, and, and just like like most of the like yeah, it's been we've been wrestling for probably like twenty minutes at least at this point. He just up and punches the ref in the face. Yeah, and then that angle's bleeding all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, and so then Angle gets in a pin, but there's no ref to count the pin. So another ref runs in, and Stone Cold kicks out. And he gets up, stutters him. Yeah, he hits he hits that next ref with something and tosses him out of the ring. Yeah, I think he nails him with the belt actually. Now that he's yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Austin went to grab the belt. The ref, the second ref, ran in. Austin nailed the ref with the belt. The angle hit uh, Stone Cold with something, and Angle's got the pin. And then a third ref went in, but this one is in a white shirt. With no, 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 I think I think three refs went through. First, is it, there was three WWF refs, actually. Were there? There's a chubby guy with a beard. That's right. I forgot about him. There was a third guy. Yeah. I think the wow. second guy gets stuttered, and the third guy gets, gets hit with the belt. belt. Yeah. And then the whole pin comes in. 
but instead of pinning the Count, instead of counting the pin, the new ref, yeah, the WCW ref, yeah, calls Austin for disqualification. Yeah, he just qualifies too many refs. <laughs> yeah, two is fine, but three is way too many. Yeah. So he disqualifies Austin, which means uh, Angle wins, but Austin keeps the belt. Which everyone's off Angle. Yeah, Angle's really mad. Angle, and, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then Austin like scurries away. Yeah, leaving Angle to freshly, uh, very frustratedly, go back into the ring. Angle, no, ankle, put the ankle lock mm -hmm. down on the ref. Yeah, until he screams, and, and, and then after, yeah, he's frantically tapping that Angle won't let go. Oh. Uh, eventually, he does, but yeah, and this it's, is the first. This is the first time that we actually legit see someone's ankle shatter from the ankle lock. Yeah, oh, yeah he just fucking wild. rips his foot off. Three yeah. of the audience members come in, start gorging on the body of the referee. Angle's right. Angle's sitting there with his knees on the ground, arms praised. To the, to, the, to the rafters, and Sting swings in. No, just kidding, no. Uh, he just uh, he just uh, lets go and walks away, very pissed off, and the, mm -hmm. the crowd loves it. Yeah, it was it was a good... You really no had the organ. crowd... I think they finally managed to get the crowd to really turn on Austin to a degree, which mm -hmm. the crowds didn't really want to do. I, don't, I wouldn't want to do it. And I don't even know if WWF was even supposed to be faces at this point, because like Vince is leading them, and everyone hates Vince. And Austin is on the other. Uh, it's very confusing. Like face yeah. heel is kind of at the window at this point. Yeah, they just saw out madness. Yeah, I think um, there's confusion about how they're gonna align everything together. Yeah, that invasion storyline was just a mess, more or less. Yeah. But that's um, yeah, that started the career of Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yeah, that was a big moment for him. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't win the title, but he he got to face Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was our first Angle match, and we move right along to about. A year-ish later, yeah. um, this after so this previously this was before the brand split. Now we're post brand split. Um, Kurt Angle, of course, was one of that group of of men on SmackDown who really uh, made SmackDown the A show. They made yeah. it better than Raw, which made Vince very very unhappy. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> it, uh, Kurt Angle had a lot of incredible matches on SmackDown, and this feud that we're going to talk about is was a big part of that. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. Um, main event of WrestleMania 19. Uh, yeah, so I think it's important that we all talk that we talk about this first and foremost is that Kurt Angle um, needed neck surgery really badly. He had a broken or damaged neck um, going into this match. Um, they wanted him to drop the title in advance. They wanted, they, but he begged them to let him do WrestleMania. For some reason, Vince said yes, and so. People who, like, I mean, average fans didn't know this, but, like, people who are in the know were thought, you know, and who might be ruining his career, like, destroying his career by doing yeah. this, you know, this might be the end of his wrestling career. Especially once they got into the match, and he takes some pretty crazy back and neck bumps. In There's a match. lot of, like, um, clotheslines yeah, and shoulder, shoulder uh, charges and stuff from Brock right to his head. Yeah. Not very safe. Not, uh, it wouldn't be a very good time. No, yeah. It's not how you have a good time. Well, especially the suplexes too, right? Yeah. Like he's landing on his back, uh, upper back and neck and yeah. a lot of those. That's that's pretty scary. Going throughout the match, though, surprisingly, there wasn't a lot of um, mat wrestling that was going on uh, since both their backgrounds were... Yeah, they were both kind of they have the NCAA and obviously mm -hmm. Kurt has the Olympic background. Um, but it was a good, like I found it was a good back and forth kind of brawl-ish type of match. Yeah, it was kind of a very traditional WWF match. Um, 
I guess it was WWE by this point, but it was uh, like a very traditional heavyweight bout where yeah. they're like two big guys who like hit each other and lie down and hit each other and lie down, but then they would have these big bursts uh, towards the end and really picked up the pace and started throwing a lot of suplexes, a lot of... Like they did have some of the... like I feel like the suplex is kind of like put in as like... like it's a bit more technical. Like, yeah, not all brawlers do suplexes, yeah. um, except yeah. I guess well because with Brock, maybe now they do. But yeah, then you go like German suplexes, regular suplexes, brawlers did before. So oh not, sure, like, sure, sure. Suplexes and stuff like that was happening before, but German style suplexes. Yeah, the German suplexes or the stuff like that. Yeah, well, what's the like the reverse suplex where you throw them like a suplex, but they end up on their face? I don't yeah. Anyways. Um, so then as things progress, it gets a little slippery. Yeah. Well, we're coming up. I mean, they get a lot of back and forth. Um, Kirk kicks out an F5. Brock kicks out the angle slam. Well, for both of them, this is the first time anyone's kicked out of their finishers. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Um, and then Brock hits another F5 and he starts looking at that top rope. And let's just talk about Brock and the shooting star press because, in Ohio Valley Wrestling, the developmental, Brock would do shooting star presses. And it's crazy. He would hit them. He's this gigantic dude, and he's up there. Like a shooting star press, you do, you stand on top you rope. Jump forwards. Jump and forward, like, and you do like a backflip, and you land well, yeah. a belly flop on top of him. Yeah, and you're using, you're, you're going against forward momentum to do the backflip. Yeah, your feet go up, and your head goes back, yeah. basically. And it's, it's a pretty impressive looking move. And, you know... I get the idea of doing it here at WrestleMania. Brock hadn't been doing it on the main roster because, you know, you're a beast. You know, don't do flippy yeah. stuff. You don't do your bruiser moves. And, but if you're ever going to do it, I mean, WrestleMania main event is the place to do it. It makes sense. But um, as many of you may know, and if you don't, get ready because Brock slips on the ropes and lands pretty much on his head. And he kind of like, in a, in the way he doesn't even land, he lands just before Angle as well, and kind of like yeah, yeah he's he just hanging to Angle's yeah. side. Yeah, at the same time, uh, that looked very painful. Mm. Um, Kurt Angle goes for the cover though. Brock kicks out. Yeah, hits the F five, gets the pin. One, two, and three. then you see Brock's eyes; his pupils are very dilated. Yeah, barely able to get up. Like he was he instantly really... massively concussed yeah. upon hitting that, and like not very safe. Yeah, people. So at the end of this match, people thought they were both done. Like neither yeah. of those guys were ever going to wrestle again. And you know, they're both. I mean, Angle is wrestling a little bit today. Who knows? We don't know how much more he will wrestle. But Lesnar obviously is went on to have an incredible career in both wrestling and um, MMA. So he's still going on. So the story that goes on is that just that uh, Lesnar's, I guess, his triceps or no? Yes, his, his uh, traps. His, his traps. Thank you. His traps were so big that they just kind of provided shock absorbers and yeah. kept the injury from being as insanely bad as it looked. Um, and he was wrestling again in like two weeks after this, which is completely insane. It just like, shows the like spirit of both those wrestlers to keep going. Completely, yeah. And like you, we could see after he gets up, he's handed the title. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. Like he is just, he just sits down for a while with his eyes. Like he's looking, he's looking around a little bit. Like there's no one home. It's it's pretty brutal to watch, and, and like then they end the ma- end the the segment in a sense with Angle coming in and giving him a, a handshake, a handshake and a and hug. At the same time, the hug though grabbing him by the back of the neck <laughs> and then pulling him in. Yeah, that's probably Angle being like, 
Nah, you have a broken neck problem too. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's Angle like trying to talk to him, see if he's like yeah. all there, and like I'm assuming this was partly so Angle could help him get to the back because I don't know yeah. if Brock was going to be doing too much moving under his own power after this. Yeah. So um, that was the second match. Right? The second match, yeah, and as we know, Brock Lesnar's career didn't end, although mm-hmm. um, didn't last too much longer either because a year later, I think we briefly talked about this in our Bill Goldberg episode. Um, Lesnar, like. Lesnar and Goldberg had a match a year later at WrestleMania. They were both leaving the company. They got mercilessly booed. They had put on a, a trash match mm-hmm. because they didn't care and nobody else cared. So why bother? Uh, obviously, we know what happened to Brock Lesnar after that. He tried to do football. Uh, didn't really work out for him. He did a little bit in New Japan. He came in, became UFC heavyweight champion, and now he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered his big feud with The Undertaker. So that's Brock Lesnar. But after this, Kurt Angle. Continue with the company. His wrestling career continued. Um, and we meet up with him again two years later. WrestleMania 21 in Hollywood. WrestleMania yeah. goes Hollywood. Uh, where he faces a uh, true legend of the business, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Before we get into that, we'll just do a couple little notes on the beard. Absolutely. So if you do come across this uh, this uh, double from uh, Dominion City, uh, the flavors you're going to get from it uh, quite balanced in the flavoring there's not a lot of bitterness going on matching with the style mm. um, good multi-sweetness to it you're getting a little bit of a um, they use a, a, a house-made a, a house-made syrup in the beer containing um, uh, creating flavors of cranberry, raisin and rum I'm not getting a whole lot of that rum flavor uh, there is a subtle tartness from the cranberry and a little bit of a raisininess but balances over quite well with the um, multi sweetness of this beer is probably quite approachable. Mm. Um, escapes that seven point seven point three percent alcohol percentage in the taste. Yeah, it's very smooth. Um, yeah. it doesn't taste. Yeah, you can definitely taste the fruitiness. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, just like a slight tartness. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, this is a very pleasant beer to drink. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, it's a it's thumbs good. up for me, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, on to the next match. Yeah. So, Kurt Angle versus Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, and I actually loved the angle, ha, <laughs> the the storyline that they used to build this match. Which, well, okay, well, I mean, the beginning thing is just uh, Angle wanted to win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania, obviously, but Michaels eliminated him. So there's that. But the story they built around that was that Angle had more issues with Shawn Michaels than just that. He um he tells the story of in 1996 in uh, where was 1996 Olympics? Do you know? Is it uh, Atlanta or something like that? Oh, maybe that would that would be really cool. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, 1996, Kurt Angle wins the gold medal in wrestling at the Olympics, and he tells the story. He's like, you know, like it was the greatest achievement of my life, and I should have been the most celebrated wrestler on the planet. And I come home, and everybody's telling me. Uh, some Shawn Michaels who put on the greatest wrestling display the world had ever seen. And number one, that's a great way to start a feud between these two guys. Kurt Angle, the consummate professional, the greatest wrestler. Um, and Shawn Michaels, the guy who's respected in pro wrestling as opposed to amateur wrestling as the, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. It's perfect. But it also, I found it really, really funny, the idea that anyone in real life would go up to Kurt Angle and be like... <laughs> Oh my God, did you see what Shawn Michaels did? Because, like, in 1996, wrestling was not mainstream yet. Like, this was in, like, one of the lowest periods for the business in the United States where, like, I mean, just at the beginning of the Monday Night Wars, you're not really 
like it's not Sean Michaels is not a mainstream star it's that in classic, 1996. It's that classic angle from the, double, the WWF though. It's the, yeah, it's that classic thing that like in the universe of the WWF, the WWF is the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. And I love it. I, I find it very, very funny. But also within the storyline itself, it was great because it fits maybe Angle's character so well. But maybe Angle had a friend who just like was jeering at him. <laughs> yeah, you won that WWF. You won the uh, gold medal. But like, yeah, you hear about Shawn Michaels. He's like, King well, well, maybe it was maybe it was Kurt Angle won the gold medal, and then he just immediately gets a phone call. It's like it's from someone named Vince McMahon. Yeah. Hey, hey, Angle. Yeah, you seem you think you're a great wrestler, but you seen Shawn Michaels. And then all of a sudden, Angle's competitive spirit pulls into it. Like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And then Angle's was, entire career has been building up to outperforming Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. It was. I just really want to say that he goes hog wild. But you know what that means, though, right? Is that Angle's entire career exists to outdo Shawn Michaels. This year, he's gonna come back and wrestle the Undertaker and try and beat Shawn Michaels' match with the Undertaker. There we go. We figured it out. We yeah. cracked the code. Uh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, this, the match. this match was absolutely the best match we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's honestly, now, thinking about it, I think it may be one of the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. I just, I was blown away. This match starts off with, because the whole story, right, is that Kurt Angle's like, I am a, I was, I'm a gold medal winning wrestler. I'm a better wrestler than Shawn Michaels, you know, whatever, whatever. And, and obviously Shawn Michaels is like, I'm Mr. WrestleMania, I'm Shawn Michaels. Hey, Vince voice my Sean voice it sounds the same, huh? Yeah, you get a little bit raspier mm-hmm. with uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Anyway, so what it starts off with, Sean actually going to the mat and doing mat wrestling against Kurt Angle and being pretty successful. Like pretty cool. he puts him in different, like uh, he has some leg holds, he had an arm bar, I think it was an arm bar at one point, obviously the the what's the neck headlock, the headlock, he had a headlock on him for yeah. a long time. They were doing a really good back and forth between pins and uh, roll-ups and uh, yeah, the switch yeah. back and forth on the small like, package. Kind of yeah, thing. and he was he was doing like an arm bar, a modified version of an arm bar during that, which was pretty interesting to watch and a great setup for the later on in the match. It was really good storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. And it it, it was pure storytelling because well, I mean, it was great to watch, but it was also such a part of the story about, you know, Kurt Angle saying he's the better wrestler, then Shawn Michaels setting out to prove that like he could not just beat Kurt Angle in a wrestling match, but out wrestle him. In a professional wrestling match. Uh, so that was really great. And then they go to the outside. Then they start doing more traditional wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle tries to soup. Um, oh, by the way. So Michaels has come back from a serious back injury that ended his career for like four or five years. So I think. Angle's working his back like the whole time. Yeah. Back. And they're really selling. The announcers are really selling how, how dangerous it is for Michaels to be hit in the back. And mm-hmm. so Angle tries to suplex Michaels off the apron and onto the announce table. Um, and the announcers are freaking out, and like Angle's pulling, and like Michael's holding on the ropes, and Angle is just holding on to Michael's and just hanging off the apron. And it's all Michael's holding like over two hundred pounds of weight. <laughs> oh, two hundred pounds back. of man, yeah, yeah, on his back, basically. Yeah, because he's not even like he. You can tell Angle just like holding onto his abdomen and like just like <laughs> going limp. Basically. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's he's just pulling with just his body weight. Yeah, and it, he doesn't hit it. it. Michael's throws him back onto the announce table. And Michael's, uh, what he was does it, a, flying elbow or? No, from the, he does like this, like, inverted, like a springboard, like half backflip. He doesn't do like the full backflip, but he kind of like turns in the air. Yeah. And lands on angle. Over they, into they, the, they go no, over, they don't break the table. The table holds up. But in this time frame, angle somehow like hurts his, uh, 
hits like he bites his tongue or something, or he hits he not hits a tooth or something. Yeah, by the time he comes back to the ring, there's blood coming out of his mouth. And King says this (laughs) must be an internal body injury, and he's bleeding from the inside out. Yeah, boy, just like it's coming up through his mouth. Yeah. So intense. Anyways, Angle continues the match surprisingly after that internal body injury. For sure, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not dangerous at all. Um, they go on, though, and... Michaels uh, kind of dominates the match for a little bit. Um, he's hitting lots of stuff. He, he hits something, I forget what, and then he has Angle down for it, and he hits the flying elbow. Yeah. He gets up, he's tuning up the band, getting ready for the super kick, and then... Um, Angle gets him to the end. Uh, yeah, that's right. He, he catches, he catches the, the catches um, Michael's foot, gets him into the ankle lock. Yeah, which is such a good counter. It works so yeah. well. He does. I think Michael's. He gets out of that one. Point. Yeah, and then they get back into the ankle lock. The match keeps going for a while. Yeah, they, when they get back in the ankle lock, though, this is probably the the highlight of the match for me. Mm. It was we talked about. I don't know if we talked about this and when we talked about Omega Okada, but Omega Okada, you know. Okada's big move is the Rainmaker, the armbar, and mm-hmm. or the excuse me, the Lariat. And so they at the end of the match, and he did this in his Wrestle Kingdom match against Tanahashi the year before, where it's like before he hits his finisher, he grabs the arm and he holds you in place to set you up. And so they did this thing where Okada grabbed his o- Omega's arm, and like Omega knows he's being set up for the final move. So Omega like does everything to get rid of his arm. He kicks him in the face, and he kicks him in the face. But o- Okada just won't let go and won't let go and won't let go. And then he hits he hits it and it's over. Yeah. And so this was a similar thing where Angle has the ankle, has Shawn Michaels' ankle, and Michaels like rolls over, but Angle rolls over with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so Angle Angle at this point is holding the ankle lock standing up, and Michaels is turning and kicking to get out, which is a very classic way to get out. Mm-hmm. This is about three times. Yeah, and he and just, Angle just won't like Angle don't won't let go. Yeah, it's such a good spot. And this eventually leads to um, um, Angle going down the ground, great binding Michael's leg. So there's just there's no way out. But yeah, it hangs on for so much longer. Yeah, Michael's just holds out and holds out, and he's screaming and he's holding his face and throwing mm-hmm. his arm up like he's about to tap. Yeah, and he does. He ends up tapping. He taps out, and people rarely tap out clean at WrestleMania. Like it's not a common occurrence, yeah. and especially Shawn Michaels, Mister WrestleMania. I ha- I'd have to look it up, but I'm not sure how, but I don't think very many times has Shawn Michaels tapped out in a WrestleMania match. So this is a huge deal, I mean, for Kurt Angle, although it, you know, his career went in a different direction. Um, yeah. But this is, I think a lot of people think of this as one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. And you know what? It's, it's I, I think it kind of got forgotten because how Kurt Angle left the company. And Shawn Michaels is just kind of like... Shawn Michaels has, has so many good matches. matches yeah. Yeah, of course, everyone talks about Michael's Undertaker when they think about Michael's WrestleMania match. This pulls into the weird thing that Kurt Angle doesn't get as much, because he left the company at that point, like two or three years later. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, it just gets lost in there that, like, you know, uh, he gets awarded or gets nominated, or was it awarded the Wrestler of the Decade? Yes, the Wrestling Observer, so Dave Meltzer's newsletter, which is voted on by the readers, they voted him Wrestler of the Decade. Um, and he absolutely earned it. He put on stellar matches for 10 years, more or less. But the thing is with Angle is, you know, the because he was leaving the W, he left the WWE before this point, he starts losing relevance with the main crowd. 
And and so much of the way we remember WWE's history has to do with how they promote their own history. They are very, very yeah. good at it. And I think after the way Angle left and the fact that he was a big star for their only real competition, even though TNA was barely yeah. competition, they just they just didn't promote him that well. You know, they they kept his name out of things. They didn't talk about his records. They didn't talk about his history. It's and so of, he kind of got forgotten. And it's kind of interesting, actually, with uh, when he leaves. He leaves in, like, 2008, right? Oh, 2006. 2006. I thought he left in, like, 2006. No, he leaves in 2006. And the thing is, he leaves when the WWE is truly on its start of its downfall there, right? Absolutely. Like, the, the, the early 2000s did have some great stuff, and he was a big part of that. And when he leaves, it's kind of about the beginning or... Like even the middle of the the Cena era, where Cena becomes unbeatable, and we start to get a generation of guys who the new guys that came in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, that kind of all got looked over and are now either out of wrestling or wrestling on indies and doing really well. Yeah, a lot of them are doing really well. Like guys like John Morrison, um, Evan Bourne ended up uh, he's wrestling as Matt Seidel in New Japan. Um, Drew, uh, Drew Galloway. Drew McIntyre in WWE McIntyre. is now Drew Galloway, who was TNA champion. He's doing lots of stuff in ICW. He's the ICW champion right now in the UK. So part of that version UK scene. Departures, sort of, sort of like as a it seems like a little bit of a. a it's part. Yeah, it's from, really an uh, era change. I think. Yeah. <clears throat> the and, end of the ruthless aggression era. Angle could totally be a character in Street Fighter. Absolutely, he's. I mean, he's... He his, his character is... He's America, a, America. Yeah. He, and because he's America, America, but he's also... Part of him being America, America is him being a cocky dick. Yeah. And I think that he encompasses both the part of the way that w, the United States sees itself, but also the way the rest of the world sees the United States sometimes. Yeah. And I think... I think that really makes him work on so many different levels. Like, he can be the American... The good guy American hero when you need him to, and he can be the cocky asshole when you need him to. And and he's not afraid to go deep and dark into... Like, this is the thing. He's like, there's this underlying thing in which it's, Angle is definitely not scared to go and, like... Like, unlike... Cause this is, like, comparing to Cena. And we yeah. had that. We were talking mm -hmm. about, like, him and Bray Wyatt's feud and which mm -hmm. Cena's trying... Cena's fighting really hard not to go into this, like, dark space in which he's willing to let out the beast inside mm -hmm. him. And then you have Angle, who's just like totally willing and ready to just go mm -hmm. like, dig so deep into like the horrible side of himself yeah. just to win. And it's it's interesting to because they're both representations of like you know obviously Angle is like a, an American representation, mm -hmm. Cena's is as well. And but it's just interesting Angle's character over the the comparison between the two, right? Well, I think it's it's. You can talk about it, you want to talk about um, representations of America, like think about comic books, right? Like Superman, obviously Cena is Superman, you know, the uber good guy who is always good. And he's always, I mean, he doesn't always work because often Vince McMahon's idea of what is good is like an asshole. Because mm. Vince McMahon has a very, I think, not a great way of looking at the world. But in a perfect world, and Cena often manages this. Cena is the uber good guy who always does the most right thing that he thinks he can do. And he always forgives his opponents and he always wants to shake hands at the end. And that's, that's who he is. And I think that's the best version of Cena, at, at least the way they force Cena to be written. That is the best version of that character. But Angle, Angle's Batman, you know, yeah. Angle or Captain America. 
Well, I would say, I would say, I mean, Captain America is, is a lot closer to Superman, whereas like yeah. Angle, Batman, you know, Batman hurts people. Yeah, he does. Like Batman is the darker version of Superman. You know, he he hunts by night. He uh, he deals with a lot darker subject matter, and he can get really violent from time to time. And sometimes people have rightly questioned whether or not Batman is a good guy or not. In yeah, certain sure. storylines and stuff like that. I think... That people of Gotham, of Gotham often uh, deal with that issue. It's true. And I mean, Seems it's not nice. a perfect example, I'm sure. Like, you can easily poke holes in it. But it's it's one way of thinking about it, right? Where it's like you have two characters um, who have some things in common, but in other ways can be diametrically opposed. Um, and will we see Angle versus Cena at WrestleMania this year? It's not impossible. It would be an interesting exit for Angle, as he's the guy that brought Cena into the company. Start of the... Ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. But I think that just about uh, wraps up our discussion of Kurt Angle today. Um, yeah. We're very, very excited. I think I would be very excited to see him make an appearance in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would um, be. He'll probably, at the very least, be at the show, whether or not he actually participates. But, I mean, Angle back in WWE is something people have wanted for a really long time. And if it happens in the ring, it would be perfect. But uh, we'll see what we get anyway. Be the very least, it'll be it'll be good to see him. I think um, on the WrestleMania stage again, getting inducted yeah. to the Hall of Fame. That'd be great. So yeah. that calls then to this uh, episode, or no? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we have for you today. Um, I'd like to thank Dominion City for this uh, yeah, this great beer. For whom Dubal tolls, it's a Belgian style beer. Um, yes, and hopefully this isn't the last bell. Last bell tolling for uh, for Kurt today. Angle. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe. I mean, if we only get one match, that's still wonderful. But you know, you could be like an Undertaker kind of guy who wrestles at WrestleMania every year and makes sporadic appearances. Other than that, if he could do that for maybe two or three years, that would be wonderful. I think more than anyone expects, but you never know. How about him returning? Shelton Benjamin returning? And he manages well. How about you turn American Alpha into the new Team Angle, and he can be like their manager or something? I don't know how. The thing is, I think Kurt is kind of like... He doesn't want to deal with WWE, probably. Well, no, no, no. I think he... No, I think he really wants to be back involved with WWE. He has for a while. Oh, but okay. I really think... I don't know if he's the kind of guy who could stand to be around it if he can't wrestle. Yeah. Like, how Daniel Bryan... I mean, Daniel Bryan did eventually come back. But for a while, Daniel Bryan just couldn't stand to be around the product if he couldn't be wrestling. Yeah. And you never know. Kurt might be like that. But at the same time... I bet he'd get a kick out of working with American Alpha. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Would, yeah. yeah, I mean they're obviously modeled at their team angle. They're exactly team. except that they're better wrestlers, I think. Yeah. I mean, Shelton Benjamin was great, but um American Alpha are on another level. Like their matches with the revival. Charlie Haas was the other guy, I think. Charlie Haas, that's right. Man. He never really turned out to be much, but like what a name. <laughs> Charlie Haas is a great wrestler. I name. think that's what his name was. He's a Haas. I'm gonna look it up just Dusty Reds named him. Sounds like a Dusty Rhodes-ism. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, we all these matches we just described, um, we found the WWE Network. Um, yeah, not much to that. So if you guys could um, rate and review us on iTunes, that would be wonderful. I like on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. You can find us on, tw- us on Twitter, at Hops and Drops. Um, follow us there for um, news, updates, new episode links all that kind of stuff. We, we post about big wrestling events when they happen. So if you get a little bit of news that way, um, you can follow us on, find us on Facebook at hops and elbow drops, where we also, um, push the new podcasts and, um, talk about events when they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, thanks so much. We're excited. The Royal Rumble's coming up, uh, Sunday, January 29th. 
So uh, we hope to see you all there. Or, well, we won't see you there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We love you all. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.